Well, welcome to the 5D Academy of Higher Consciousness. I'm Zarathustra, broadcasting live from sunny Los Angeles. <laughs> so we haven't seen each other for a couple of weeks. I'm excited that we're together. And uh, hopefully in the future, we won't have any interruptions, uh, God willing, and we'll continue on our academy academy broadcast and you know every once in a while a thought comes that okay when is he going to start teaching or talking are we going to sit here in this place of meditation or limbo or what are we supposed to do or what's going to happen and just know it's a thought a thought comes and there's an anticipation that something needs to happen, that Zarathustra is supposed to do something or say something. So your mind will come and distract you and take you out of where you're at, where you're in this place of just simply being here in this moment. And there's no story in being here. You know, you just come home, you sit after a long day work, You've gone shopping, you did this, you did that, you went food shopping, you made your dinner, you fed your dog, your cat, or your partner or kids, and now you just sit on the couch and you want to watch a Netflix movie. And you're just kicking it back, you relax, you got your glass of wine or glass of tea next to you, and you start the movie and you're watching your, your movie. And you're really like happy. You don't want anybody to disturb you. You don't want to answer phone calls. You're not interested in someone come and knock on your door, your house and wanting to visit you. You just want to kick it and chill out and enjoy the movie. And in that moment, there's no story. You're sitting there watching this movie and it's a great movie or a series Something you're watching is really fun. Here are some TV shows. The after party. <laughs> the last show. That's interesting. And so you're you're sitting there. You got your feet up on a on a table. You're just sitting there. You're you know you're drinking your tea or drinking your wine or smoking your joint or whatever you're doing, and you're watching this entertaining TV series or movie, and it's like. You've got the world in that moment. You don't want to go anywhere. You don't want to talk to anyone. You're just absorbed into the screen of the computer or TV screen. And there's no mind. Your mind is not there. It's like you took your mind off and you put it on a hanger. The mind, which is very busy. You've done all of your chores during the day. And now this is your time with yourself. And what you do is, is like... And whatever you're watching, maybe you're into NBA basketball, maybe you're into soccer, maybe you're into, I don't know, watching people playing poker. I don't know, whatever is your thing, it doesn't matter what that thing is. But what I'm saying is you are completely absorbed into what is happening and there's no thoughts about it. And I want you to know in that moment, you're in pure meditation. Because you are one with what is happening 
There is no doer in that moment. You are not doing something. It's not like you have to put an effort to sit there, kick back, have your cup of tea in your hand. You got a couple of pillows and you got your blanket on. It's nice, warm. You're watching a really interesting movie. There is no effort. You're not doing it. It's happening. And you become one with the TV screen. You become one with the movie. You become one with the couch you're sitting on, your cup of tea with the blanket on you. Everything becomes one. And that is a happening, an event happening on consciousness in that moment. Something is happening on the big screen of consciousness and it's completely in harmony and without anybody trying to do anything or going anywhere. So I'm saying this to you in this moment. So you get an understanding of how meditation happens and meditation doesn't have looks or shapes. It's a natural state that happens automatically to every human being without a title. What about the times that you're going to, you are running or you're walking or maybe you're cooking you're doing something. And it used to happen to me, like I used to swim in the ocean or would go for a run or play basketball. And, and I would go in this state that there was no mind and I'm just swimming and I'm stroking in the ocean and I would lose complete idea of time or anywhere because sometimes I would close my eyes and I'm just like swimming. And maybe 20 minutes, half an hour would go by. And there were times I would open my eyes. All of a sudden, it was like, where am I? And what am I doing? And I would realize I'm swimming in the ocean. Maybe I lost my path or going the wrong direction or whatever. But there was no concept of being in the water or trying to having an effort to get to a certain place. And now when I look back at it, it's very clear to me that an event happening on the screen of consciousness, something is happening on the very big screen of consciousness. It's an event, but nobody is doing it. Something is happening, but no one is doing it. It's like, again, I'm going to bring another ex example. I'm going to throw a few different examples to you. It's just the examples is to help you to grog, to get it for, it, for you to click. Maybe some of you got it a lot quicker. Maybe some of you are still not getting it or it's okay. I just keep throwing different things at you, hoping that one of them will help you understand. I don't know what is happening with my Instagram. Maybe it's the Wi-Fi, but... Uh, can you take a look at it? I'm sorry, I apologize. I don't know, it just keeps popping out. You can take it, you know, here, don't mind. Um, have you ever done something like an hour goes by and all of a sudden you're painting, you're, you're drawing something or you're making pottery or you're playing your, your instrument, violin or guitar or flute or you're chopping vegetables Thank you, Amy, appreciate it. Sorry, we have some problems with broadcasting. So, and uh, 
Oh, it's happening right now? Yeah. Oh, I gotta press this. Okay, sorry. I think we're pulling too much bandwidth, mm -hmm. right? And um, you're doing something, and then an hour go, half an hour, 45 minutes goes by, and all of a sudden you come to yourself and you're just wondering like, oh, where was I? But you chopped all the vegetables, but you have no recollection you did it. It just, everything happened. Or you were driving your car, you're driving, you're going for one hour drive, you're going to visit one of your somebody somewhere, and one hour drive goes by, and you don't even re realize, you know, you started it, and then all of a sudden you arrived, and you, you kind of wake up to yourself that, oh, where was I? How did I get here? Has this ever happened to anybody? Anyone? Yes? No? Hello? Are you there? Did I put you to sleep? No? Okay, you're awake. Yeah. Well, how does that happen? How, how does that happen? What happens? How do you explain that? Anyone? Anybody here would like to make a comment? Anybody would like to give me some feedback? Oh, it just happened. Uh, oh, sorry. Okay. So, was it? Okay, Elijah, tell me what happened. You want to talk? It's just happening. It's because you become one with it and then it, you, it's like a, you get like a absorbed, you get like one with time and space and it's just happening. Right, right. You, you, become, become, you become one with everything, right? And right, then like, yeah. So when you become one with everything, where are you? It's like here and everywhere and nowhere. Okay, here, everywhere and nowhere, great. And who was it? There was a, uh, I heard the voice of a man. What, who, what, was it you, uh, Erkan? Did you say something? You're breaking up a bit, sir, to sir. Yeah, can you hear me now? Maybe we have to turn off your computer or your phone. And yeah. Okay. Um, can you hear me now? I can, can hear you. Can, I can hear you just fine. You can hear me just fine. Okay, right. No, I can hear you as well. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, what I'm thinking is that when, when you, you see that the observer is not fully here, when, it's like spreading, uh, if you make a, a sandwich and you, you take uh, some butter and you spread it really thin, then it almost becomes invisible. So you go from, from being a part of the equation, the you that you call you, as it's within somewhere in, in your system. You just spread it and spread it because you're observing on some, so many different levels at one time. You are in the energetic plane, you're in the body plane, you're all over. Then you become one with everything. And then okay. you are fully there. Then you are just centered, but you are still not there. It's the, the, the being of not being. Right. Yes. So we're explaining this in different ways. We're using different words to point out to the same thing of a natural phenomena happening on its own accord and no one's doing it. Like you're driven for one hour from your home, you're going to visit your parents or your lover or whatever. And you got in a car and you got to your family's home and you don't know how you drove. You just got there, but everything happened perfectly. And, but there's no recollection. 
you weren't even talking on the phone, you just got there. And this happens all the time. So what I'm referring to is don't beat yourself up because you're not meditating or you're not meditating correctly or you're not putting time to meditate because meditation happens all the time. Just recognize it. But it doesn't have the looks you want. You think meditation is to go sit there and do this. Maybe that should be the title, you know, because we're talking about meditation. And I think we had the title of meditation doesn't have any looks, but we just need to look into and change the title and come up with a different title. Uh, yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll manage it. I, I was going to talk about something else, but... <laughs> See, I was planning to talk about something else, but this is what's happening. So, and, uh, and that's a part of the whole thing. You have an idea, you want to do something and something else happens. So I understand what you're saying. Like that's, all of that is definitely a form of meditation. But like, if you take, if you look at like what, you know, the monks do or, uh, you know, like in temples or Tibet or something like that. And they're, they're focusing on, meditation i would assume a lot um isn't there if you go about it that route like actively doing that in that way isn't there a way that you can like connect into it deeper or on, on another on another like deeper level or something i'm just trying to understand how why you know like you know like the Tibetan monks are trying to achieve rainbow body Right. Or they have achieved rainbow body. Um, I mean, there's got to be something said to that. Like, why do they invest all that time? You know what I mean? I mean, you and I, are, or at least me, or most of the people in this world are distracted with 3D things, driving around every single day in nine to five, their jobs, they're tied into the matrix, you know, but I guess I don't know what I'm getting at. I'm just, I'm just thinking out loud, you know, there's, there's a lot, it seems like there's a lot to it you know right right but yeah i mean it's good to know that we are act actively doing meditation even maybe not even realizing it um but i i mean i still do um purposefully sit down and try to go within i still haven't mastered it but I've, i'm getting a little bit better at it <laughs> but i hear right. stories connecting to you know higher dimensions like way higher dimensions and having experiences and i that's i would love to experience that you know and i mean uh -huh. you know I, I don't believe that all these people are just out of their mind and making it up i mean there's so many people there's so many people that right you know claim things that they can't all just be fantasy and fairy tales not every one of them is on ayahuasca or you know whatever i mean they're you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, I get it. I get it. All right. I, I, I got what you're saying. <clears throat> but my destiny is not to be in a monastery, neither as, as yours. This is my destiny to be in the world, in the 3D world, to do this work and whatever, and go through life challenges rather than be sitting in a monastery and supposedly meditation. I mean, when I do Vipassana or I'm in places like that, the only thing I think is sex. 
When I have to go sit somewhere and meditate, all I'm thinking about is sex. I, I can't think of anything else. That's the only thing happening in my mind. So when I get out of here, how can I get some sex? Or what does her body look like? Or what does that girl, when she gets naked, her different body parts look like? Or how does she going to be like in bed? That's all I think about, to be honest with you. So I don't know how helpful that is, that kind of meditation to get me closer to God. But when meditation happens naturally for me is the total disappearance. I disappear, but I still am here. So the monks doing what they have to do, I, I, I will come back to you in a moment. Right? They have to do what they have to do. That's their destiny. Obviously, your destiny, I mean, you're a father of a couple of children, right? I don't know how many kids you have. How many children do you have? Can you unmute yourself, Casey? I have three that are with me three. and two that are, okay. not, that are in the other realm. Pardon? What? I have, I have three that are physically with me and two that are past. Past. So you have three children living with you, right? Yes. And, and you have a partner or you're a single dad? I have, I have my wife, yes. Yeah, okay. Do you want to adopt me as your fourth child? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're more than welcome here anytime. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Seriously. Seriously. Yeah. Okay. I'd love that. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate I'm living it. with you for a while. I'm, I'm game. <laughs> I could okay. use the spiritual uh, uh, help. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. Okay, so this is your meditation. This is your karma. This is your life to father and raise your kids to the best of your ability, whether you're good at it or you're not. I mean, the kids don't come with a manual, do they? No. And if you don't, if you change your mind, can you send them back? You can't do that either. So you have to deal with it. So to the best of your ability. And that's your karma. That's the life that is set for you, whether you set it up yourself or it was set up for you, it doesn't matter. We're not gonna get into that. Uh, that's a subject for another time, but that's what you've, you're gonna do. You can't send them back and say, I don't want it. I changed my mind, put it in a package and send it back with Amazon to where it came from. Of course, you can put them for adaptation or you can abandon them and leave or kill them or destroy them or hide them or bury them. you got a lot of choices. You can, you can get rid of them if, if you really want to. So, but that's your life. And this is my life. And a single mom that is working, struggling, has financial problems or has problems with having help to take care of their child. And it's a tough, tough thing. And that's their karma. They have to just live that for as long as it's happening. But that doesn't mean awakening doesn't happen. Self-realization is not possible because I am not in a monastery in Tibet. I'm not in India with my guru. I am in the world. I have to work every day or five days a week. I got children. That doesn't mean you don't, you cannot, you're not going through an awakening process and it's not possible. 
It's the recognition of this is your path, recognizing that, A, whatever that is, whatever work you do. Because I have people come to me, I used to think that, because I was in insurance industry, I was selling insurance for 20 years. I was started as an agent and then I had my own company. And uh, I thought it was not holy, you know, it was worldly. That work was worldly. But then I realized after I did it for 20 years and then, you know, 10, 15, 10, 12 years into it, 13 years into it, I started to realize that selling insurance, life insurance or health insurance is no different than being a spiritual teacher or being in an ashram sitting with a guru meditating. I realized that there's no difference in any of it, like zero difference. Because I started to realize God is, is everything and everywhere. And I'm serving by sitting in my car. I lived in Sedona. Sedona is two hours north of Phoenix, and it's kind of rural Arizona. And you don't have enough business in Sedona, so you have to drive to other towns so you would go drive from half an hour to four hours, depending on the size of the client. Sometimes I had to drive for three and a half, four hours to go to another part of Arizona to meet up with, with this client. And that four hour drive became pure meditation for me. I'm driving in the desert of Arizona, which is beautiful, colorful, and I would completely go into the zone. And a lot of times I didn't talk on the phone and I didn't listen to music. I would just like be in pure meditation for hours, silence, being very quiet. And sometimes I would start crying from the bliss, from the love that I felt. But I'm driving and I'm wearing a two-piece suit and I'm selling insurance. And then when I would get to my client, I didn't view the client as a client. I view them as myself, as God, and I'm serving. I'm serving God by providing a coverage for their company, for their children, family, selling, setting them up with this coverage. I was in service, and I'm in service now in this way. And you're in service of your children, and you go and work and do some work, whatever that is, and you're providing something for the public. Now you can get really greedy and try to squeeze whatever you can out of them and not be helpful or being an asshole or, or rip people off, that's something. Or you can still make a living but being fair and having compassion, but that's service. A bus driver, you know, someone's been driving the city bus is, no different than the monk in the monastery. They're serving. A nurse is serving. A housekeeper is serving. It's all service. And once you recognize that, you are serving God. You're serving that. And you recognize everybody else is the self, is a part of the divine self. And you're providing something for them. And as you start to recognize this more and more, that because I understand where you're at, uh, we have spoken and we're going to talk privately 
one of these days when I go back to Tulum, um, because we have this thing that if I'm not doing some spiritual work, if I'm not shamanic work, or I'm not a healer, or I'm, I'm not in this thing, I'm, I'm not serving, I'm not doing the work. Or if I don't have free time to go sit meditate, I'm not really, I'm wasting my time. It's, it's an idea we have. And I'm sharing it with you that that's a limited way of looking at things. By expanding your awareness, by really becoming aware, then you know what you're doing. You're at home and the mind comes and says, what are you doing here? You're just raising kids and you should be somewhere else meditating and go deeper look at all these other people da, 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 da. the mind is telling you that where you're at is not good enough and you have to be somewhere else this is a game the mind plays all the time constantly and believe me when you're there because i've gone through that process you know i've been in the 3d and selling insurance or real estate or stuff like that and then i went into being a healer and teacher and for 10, 12 years, going back and forth to Europe and doing that work. But I also realize there's no difference because when you're doing that work, the mind still comes and says, ah, oh, why am I coming and doing a seminar for 30 people? Why I don't have 500 people? Why am, aren't I in this other place? Why am I here? Why am I going to middle of nowhere in Norway and I'm not having a big seminar in London. It's still the desires and the mind come. Why am I making this much money for all this work? And I'm not making this much money. So and so is making so much money and they got so much fame and so much help. They got technicians helping them. They have assistants. And I have to do a lot of things on my own. And the mind comes and complains. And I've gone through it. There's no difference. Zero difference, I realized. Yeah, some things are more pleasurable. I get it, of course. If I tell you, make love to a beautiful woman for three days and you have no worries in a beautiful yacht in Caribbean versus go shovel stuff in a construction company, of course, you're going to choose the first one. Of course, there's a difference. Of course, we have preferences. I prefer easy luxury simple things over hard hard stuff hard work yeah of course there's a difference in that i'm not saying there's no difference in it but what i'm saying is you can you have to recognize the concepts and the ideas and the stories of the mind that brings for you it doesn't matter where you're at it doesn't matter how many objects you got you got the car you got the house, you got your second house and third house, and you got tons of money, but now you have a lot of worries come with it. Oh, what are we going to do with our homes? What are, I'm afraid maybe now I'm very wealthy and known and, you know, they may come and steal away my kids and they want ransom for my children. What about my beautiful wife? I'm getting older. Maybe she finds a younger man. How do I hide my money so I don't have to pay taxes? It's got its own issues that come with it because it's not, those things are not the problem. The problem is in you, you're the problem because we haven't learned how to stay in a 
place of the witness, how to stay in this place of awareness, simply being aware of all these stuff arising, coming and going, coming and going. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I was in Tulum. I was just lying down on a bed. It was like a moment, like I'm just resting. I'm just lying down on a bed. I'm looking at the ceiling or walking, looking throughout through the window. And there was just no thoughts. It was just hanging out there. You know, you're just looking, just lying down there, just relaxing. And then the pandemic story came. And I was just looking at the whole story of pandemic, the whole event, the whole scenario of what is happening. And I was just looking at it like, huh. It's like, it's another story, another event, an event, okay? Let's say you are where, where you're at in the middle of America, Wisconsin, I think you said, or something like that, or Shadi or one of our Shadi, the two Shadis we have, they're both in Toronto. Uh, Heinz is in Frankfurt. Um, Elijah is in Gothenburg or near Gothenburg. Can Candace is in New Jersey. And you are going to go fly to Sweden and go to Zarathustra's seminar for one week. So you're going to pack and get ready and fly and travel and go for a seminar. So, so you, you get ready to go for an event. And you go and you attend the event and you come back after the event. And where do you come back to? Where do you go back again? You come back home, right? So you went and participated, participated in an event and you come back home. And that event is over, but you're back where? You're back home with yourself again. So an event happened. So I'm just lying down on a bed. I'm just kind of looking at, just checking things out. Everything's quiet. And then all of a sudden the thought comes, of a, an event called the pandemic happening at this period in my life in the world. It's another event happening. It's an happening in where? Where is it happening, this event? Where is the stage? It's in the world stage, correct? Yeah, it's happening in the world, correct? Correct. It's during our time happening in the world called the pandemic. Do you think it's going to be going on for the next 5,000 years or it's going to end in the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years? Anybody? It's going, to, it's going to have a duration like anything else. It's going to start and it's going to end at one point. Eventually, it will end. We don't know what the result's going to be, but it's going to end like anything else. Is there anything been that's been going on since the beginning of humanity? And it hasn't ended besides life. Everything else comes and goes. And this one comes and goes. But where is it happening? This event is happening where? Where is its location? Where is this pandemic happening? On the big screen of life. This is the big screen of life. And an event is happening on it. It's happening in duration. It's happening in time and space. It's happening in time and space. But what if you were able to transcend and come out of time and space? Then what? What will happen to this event? 
What if, if you can go through some kind of training that you learn how to pull away yourself, come to this place, then rather than me being right now Zarathustra, I become the wall. I become this screen. I'm this screen in the back. So I'll give you another example. You go to the movies, you go to the theater. Has everyone been in a theater? I bet everybody in this life been in a theater. So you pay your 10 bucks, 15 bucks, you go sit there and you wait, and then the lights will go off. And then the, the movie starts and you're watching this magnificent movie. Let's say you're watching Gandhi, for example. You're watching something that's really touching. It's amazing. It was fantastic. Well done. I mean, everything has been well done. And you're watching it for two hours. And it's so touching. And it, you're just like really lost in this movie. And in this movie, there is love is happening. And people fall in love with each other. And they get separated because there's war. And there's people get that killed and die and all kinds of things happen in this movie. And then at the end, when the movie ends, it's over. What happens when you're in a movie and the movie ends? Anybody? The lights come on and the projector stops. And when you're looking, what do you see? You see one big, huge white screen, correct? It's a big white screen that they're projecting the movie on the screen. Yeah? Yes? No? Are you here? Yeah. Okay. What happens to the screen? Where is the blood on the screen? What happened to those cars that they blew up? What happens to the people that got killed? The screen remains pure, white. Nothing has happened to the screen. Nothing. And then next week, they bring another movie. And another story happens on that theater in that movie, and they're projecting it on the white screen of the theater. But when it ends, nothing has happened to the screen. The big white screen remains the big white screen. And now we're in this theater of life. And in that moment of just sitting there and looking, it was like an event is happening in consciousness. But it's an event, and this event's going to end. It has a beginning, and it's kind of an ending. But what does it do to the consciousness? How is that going to affect me? It was like zero. It's like I'm witnessing an event happening in consciousness. It's got a beginning, and it's got an end. And it's another event that has happened in my life. Many things have happened in my life. They had a beginning, and they had an end. Now, if I'm identifying with it, and I'm a character in the movie, then I'm affected. But if I know who I am, what is my true nature? How does that take away from my ability to witness the pandemic? Does it make me less of a witness or make me more of a witness? I'm still witnessing it. Something is happening, but it's not affecting my ability of being. I'm still the same being as I was before. And I'm going to be the same being after that. My beingness is not going to be more or less. My ability to witness and be aware is not going to be more or less. 
I'm still aware. And I'm, so therefore, I am free from it. It has no effect on me because I know who I am. And I don't need to go to a Tibetan um, monastery. I, it happened to me while I'm in the world, trying to make a living as an insurance agent or trying to make a living as a spiritual guru because the spiritual guru still needs to make a living. They still have to pay the rent. They still have to put gas in their car. They still have to pay their phone bill. No one's gonna give anything to you for free because you're a spiritual teacher. Your landlord doesn't give a shit. You're a spiritual teacher. The landlord wants its rent at the end of the month. The phone company doesn't give a shit that you're a spiritual teacher. They want to get paid. And the gas stations, they want money for the gas in, your, in the tank of your car. They don't care. So you still have the worldly duties that you have to perform. And your mom wants to see you. Your mom doesn't care you sell insurance or you're, you're a spiritual teacher. She still needs your attention and your love. And your body doesn't give a damn you're a spiritual teacher. If, if you, take a, you get a flu, you're going to be sick. Or if you eat something bad, you're going to have indigestion or you get food poisoning. The body doesn't come and say, oh, you're a spiritual teacher and you ate something really rotten and I'm not going to get sick. It will get sick. Do you see what I mean? I'm, I'm, is this clicking? Is this like making any sense or I'm just like blah, blah, blahing to myself? I don't know. I mean, just give me some indication. So... I get a clue because I don't want to bore you and I just don't want to blah, blah, blah. So spiritual teacher, shaman, healer has got the same life issues that they have to deal with as a policeman or a nurse or a truck driver or a mommy or an executive, uh, whomever selling stocks or whatever they do. They all have life issues to deal with. That part doesn't disappear. And if your karma is to go to a monastery and sit there all the time, then that's your karma. But that doesn't mean you've been in a monastery for 20 years. Now you come out of the monastery and you go in the world and you're in the market, you're shopping, you're buying things and somebody comes and hits you, tackles you. You know, they don't do it by mistake. They run into you. And the moment like somebody pushes you or something, all your emotions, you're angry and you're upset and you want to kill the guy who kind of tackled you. So what happened to all that meditation? Well, then and if you have not achieved inner peace and your inner peace is conditional, that you're only sitting in a monastery and you're inner peace, but the moment you go in the world and some, you know, you're waiting in the line to pay for your grocery in Safeway and some kid behind you is on the phone talking really loud and you're so annoyed and you want to hit them in their head because they're so loud, then where's your meditation? What happened to all that 20 years and you were sitting like this wearing red or white with your stuff, jewelry and what happened to that? And that has no value. It has zero value. You haven't accomplished anything because you didn't bring your meditation in the world. You didn't bring your meditation 
in the challenges of life. The moment your life is threatened, you're freaked out. The moment like you have some financial challenges, you may lose your home because you can't pay your mortgage or you made some bad investments and you're constantly in panic and you're freaking out. But if you have learned meditation and you know how to be still, if your life is being threatened, you're still. If you are about to lose everything, you're at peace with yourself. You're okay. You say, okay, I just let go. So I think being in the world and learning how to be still has more value than being in a monastery sitting there all the time. Because over there, you're not being challenged. Here, you're being challenged. This is much more of a value. If I have to compare it, I'm not saying this is better, that's bad. You know, I'm not putting anyone down. And I, I'm not going to insult and say anything about Tibetan monks or monks being in a monastery because that has its own challenges. Because that's something I don't want to do. I would be bored to death sitting in a monastery all day long because I, I like being in a world. So that's their, what they do, and it's very respectable and cool. And this is what I do because that's my path. But what they do is not more valuable than what I do. And by much more, if I'm to respect anybody, I respect people who are parents. If I have to respect them or categorize it, I think people who have kids, they're higher than me. Because I don't have any, I don't want to have children. I don't want to have pets. I don't want to have even plants. I don't want to have to take care of anybody or anything because I'm selfish. I like to have my own time to myself and do whatever I want to do. I don't want to have to take care of anyone. And somehow, of course, I have my people around the world, which I'm grateful to do it, do whatever, but I'm not carrying you guys. I'm not paying for your bills and you're not all over me every day. But if I have three kids, I have to take care of them. That's hard work and a lot of sacrifice than being a monk in, in a monastery that all you do is you sit there or you help cooking or maybe you clean a little bit. That's not a lot of work in comparison to go out there and try to make a living or just being in the world. Just being in the world is a lot of work. My mom was saying, how come you like Mexico so much? It was like, because mom, it's so much easier. What well, easier in this, what way? I said, it's just, it's loose. It's easy. And I come here and it's like, it's so much, you know, you got to take care of your registration. Your license has to be valid. Your insurance has to be valid. Your phone bill has to be paid. Your electricity has to pay. Your rent has to be paid. Da, 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 da. You can't park your car here. It's got to be parked there. You want to go do laundry. You got to, you know, it's just like even being alive and not having kids, there is so much you have to take care of all the time and be focused on to just be a normal citizen, not even an ideal citizen. Pay your taxes on time. Oh, bigger than anything, you have to figure out a way how to make money. That's the number one thing, because forget it. If you don't know how to make money, forget it. You have to learn that art. That's an art by itself. How to make money. Enough to be over, not to drown into the ocean. 
let alone having kids and wife or husband and taking care of other people. That's a lot of work that we're not even aware right now how deep we have gone into life responsibilities and it's kind of normal, but you're doing it. And I'm proud of everyone who's able to keep their head over the water by just being a parent, by just taking care of other people or whatever. And that's, you change your perspective, recognizing that you are in a monastery. Being a dad and a full-time parent, that is a sort of monastery that requires complete focus and attention and sacrifice of being available for your children. How about the days you don't feel like dealing with anybody? You want some free time to yourself, but there is no free time to yourself because you go to work and then you come home and they're all over you. Unless you escape and go to the local bar with your buddies and come couple have a couple beers or go watch a game before you come home. So you have some outlet to just let the steam out. But you come from work home and you got to take care of your kids or your wife is angry with you because you haven't helped. That's a lot of work, constant work. That's being in a monastery. That's being in an ashram, being in a pressure cooker of constantly have to do the right thing and requires concentration and attention. So change your perspective and recognize that. Or if you're during the pandemic, like for example, Monica, Monica and her husband, they had to be isolated for one year. That is being in a Tibetan monastery because you can't deal with anybody. You can't see your grandchildren, your children, you're staying in one house. It's you and your husband, day in and day out. You're only together. That would drive anyone crazy. But you have to just stay focused. That is being in a monastery. It just looks different. Comprende? Does this make sense? So monastery is not just that building over there. If you're lonely, you live in somewhere and you're alone all the time because your family left you and you don't have anyone to hang out with it's you and your doggy or your cat you are in a monastery and you're in meditation you're just not aware of it because consciousness god is working you they're taking you step by step on this path to realization you just don't know it because it the looks are different but it's the same thing that is happening if you're in an ashram or monastery. Exactly same thing. You are doing your sadhana. Sadhana. It's a Sanskrit word for those who have to do spiritual penance. They have to pay their spiritual dues. And remind me to get back into this and I give you some of my personal experiences of doing sadhana. Let me, there is a couple of messages here. Okay, let's go to Heikom. Heikom, my brother, unmute yourself. I know you wrote something to me, but maybe you can just read, read it to no. me. Oh, no, okay. I didn't. I didn't write okay. anything. Uh, no, I, no I, I am a monk. I've been a monk okay. for two years, five months, and one day. Okay. So we, we kind of live in different worlds because when, when I see a woman, I still appreciate beauty. You know, 
I appreciate sexuality. I love women. Mm. I think I'm very much like you in in that regard. But I choose to, I've chosen to say that, but this is not a part of my life right now. Okay. I need to, to just go beyond this in order to see within. For, okay. To, to, to see within the surface of beautiful breasts and, and, and everything. And, right. And also, right. And also have three kids. So, so I, I've sort of been in, in the, other, the other world and I, I really lived in, in that okay that world and and it's but i just want to say thank you because it's 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 been very very interesting to to listen to you because it's, it's like i have my my own lama tulki lobsang uh, who speaks from the tibetan point of view and then i get the more shamanic uh, point of view from from you and it's 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 very they, they tend to fill each other out and uh, i appreciate that you're and welcome yeah, thanks for sharing. I appreciate it. And your presence. Yeah, great. The, uh, let me, uh, the, yeah, we're going to get into this too. Okay, everything becomes and flows naturally, just like breathing. We are not constantly counting, blah, blah, blah. I get a me, the Tibetan man. He told me that we are the brave ones to go out. Okay, thank you. Uh, Palina NG. Hi, Paulina. Do you want to talk to me? Are you still around? Are you here or you left? Yeah. So, hi, Paulina. Hi, Pauline. Do you want to talk to me? No? Okay. So, whenever you're ready, you can talk to me. Okay. <laughs> All right. She says no. Cool. That's fine. I, I appreciate it. Yeah. The, the, when, as I started to become more aware and more awakened to, the entire thing and knowing myself is where I started to realize that a big portion of my life was service of, of serving other people, but serving other people in God's will, the way God wanted me to serve other people. And, and I have been in various different ashrams, whether it was a spiritual ashram or it was an at home in Arizona, but live the life of monk or similar to that. And all those years, the years that I was going back and forth to Europe and doing, doing the spiritual work, of course it was service, but there was also paying my dues. You're doing sadhana. Sadhana in Sanskrit, uh, it means spiritual penance. You're doing spiritual penance. Does this make sense to anybody? You want me to explain a little bit more? It's, it's clicking. You know what spiritual penance, for example, I'm going to use. Like the Christian monks, they, they have this, like a whip, and they're hitting themselves. And, uh, you know, Muslims, they, they do it all day long, you know, all the time in, during different times and you know, it's more of an exaggerated way, especially in the Shiite tradition. So you're doing spiritual penance. So for example, if you're a single mommy and for 15 years, you have to grow the, you're bringing up these two kids and you have no support. The father disappeared and you have to work two jobs or three jobs and bringing up these two kids. You're, paying, you're doing sadhana, you're doing spiritual work, 
you're paying your dues to existence until it ends and then you get a break or you go to the next level. If you've been like ill and you were in hospital for one year or you have some disability and for one or two years you have to be lying down in the bed, that is sadhana and also it's kind of being a monk and being in a spiritual center because you're isolated, you're by yourself, other kids don't want to play with you and you're lying down on the bed being ill and you can't do anything. So you're forced to go inside. You're forced to discover divinity or you go crazy. So spiritual work doesn't have a look and it doesn't have a place. Same as meditation. We're all doing spiritual work. Now, what happens, the difference between us and the worldly people, we call it the worldly people, who are not still have any awareness, there's no consciousness, is they're not ready yet, but you have become ready. And the way they, they make you ready is like cooking. Uh, Elijah, wait for a minute, let me finish what I'm saying, and then I can talk to you. It's like they're cooking you. God, consciousness, spirit is cooking you. It's like, imagine you're like a piece of meat. You're a nice piece of roast beef or jigo or lamb or whatever. But if you have a nice piece of meat, you can't just put it on, on a pan and turn the pan to highest level and burn it. You have to cook it if you want to get a great stew out of it, you have to cook it slowly. It needs to be done slowly. Low heat, enough water, onions, whatever you put in there, and slowly, slowly you're cooking it, and then you add different herbs to it as the time goes on. You don't add your vegetables right away because then they become overcooked and they become poire. So you cook the meat mostly, and then slowly you add the veggies to it and you add your herbs to it and let it cook slowly till it's ready, till the time that you take the meat out and, and you put your fork in it, the meat just falls apart and it melts in your mouth. And the same thing is with us. <coughs> Excuse me. Her Majesty Lord God, the Divine Mother, is taking care of each and every one of us every one of us, none of you guys are excluded. I don't care what kind of dark secrets you have and what kind of shitty things you've done in your life, or you still may be doing secretly. I don't care about that. It doesn't matter what kind of dark shit you got because she is completely aware of it and she's experiencing your dark secrets through you. So don't get hung up on that story. I'm not saying keep doing dark shit, okay? What I'm saying is don't get stuck on judging yourself that you're not good enough and you're not loved enough. It would have been impossible for you to be here and hearing these words and getting this transmission if you weren't worthy to be in this level and to receive this information. It would have been impossible. You have never found your way here or to disinformation, and I'm not saying me giving the information, anybody who has the ability of giving a direct transmission, you would never come across them. 
because you're not ready for it. As simple as that. You're not cooked enough. So they are preparing us step-by-step, step, cooking you, getting you ready by sometimes putting you in pressure cooker, like when life gets very intense. Your, life, your wife leaves you, you lose money, all of a sudden you lost things and you're just really going through a lot of anxiety. Those are the moments you're being cooked. But now they need to turn up the heater, heat a little bit up to wake you up and to kind of, it's like a purification process. You're purifying. And that's a way of saying it. But slowly, slowly, step by step, Her Majesty is walking you. It's like you're a baby and she's holding your hand and is teaching you how to walk. And you fall down and you hurt yourself, but that's a part of the process. It's not malice intention. It's all of it happened out of love. Know that, that God is carrying you. God is taking care of you. And you only get as much spiritual wisdom and understanding as you can digest and handle. If you are not enlightening all of a sudden to be in a level of Gautama Buddha is because you can't, you're, you're, you don't have the ability of absorbing it. All the fuses will burn, but you're taken care of and you're being carried home to the final destination within yourself. So you're being loved. Put this story out of your head that you're not good enough. You are worthy enough of Her Majesty to have chosen you to bring you to this point of understanding. And just relax into it and don't worry. The teachings will find you and come to you. Don't worry like, oh, I'm in the middle of nowhere. I don't have access to going to seminars or seeing teachers. I don't have a guru. I feel lost. I don't do the work. You are doing the work. You're just not aware of it. If you're lonely, if you're isolated, if you're left out, that is the work. If you're successful and have a lot of people around you, that is the work. And the moment you forget and you lose your focus and you get lost and go into the world, believe me, they're going to bring you back. They're going to grab your ear and bring you back. Come back. That's the way. So we're all in very good hands. And I love you very much. And I appreciate your presence in my life because the love is going back and forth. As much as you feel you love me, I have love for you. And I appreciate your presence because you give me energy and juice and a purpose to continue this. If you weren't here, then I was in teaching. And I get a lot of joy from the share, sharing this, what I've come to understand, that really in reality and truth is that there is no one here. It's just the one. It's only one, one of us here. There is no other. Others don't exist. It's only one. It appears as others. It looks like different people, different shape, different behavior, different attitude, mean or nice, but it's all the self in this eternal dance that it's playing with itself. 
I am thinking we're coming to the end of the academy. I'm thinking about, I'm, I'm a little bit in a dilemma. I need your help. Maybe you give me some, some feedbacks. There's two things I'm thinking about is one I'm thinking is uh, maybe I put a retreat this summer in, in Sweden, uh, the, in Ore, where I used to for five years, I had retreats there. And I want to know, you know, if you write back to me or message me, let me know if you think it's a good idea, if you can participate for nine or 10 days uh, in this beautiful uh, resort. It's in the mountains in, in Sweden. And I'm trying to work it out somehow that it's not too expensive and we can all do it. If, if you guys are open to it. That's one idea I'm having because I feel like it's time for us to get together again in person. And, uh, and also I'm thinking maybe uh, putting a self-realization workshop online in maybe two months. So, and so I can help you uh, give you tools of how you can snap out of being a person, being identified with being a person in the world to becoming the background, to be the screen and fall into the observer, recognizing that you're the witness, you're the observer, not, not the story. So, I mean, that one is much easier because it's online and it's simple for me to do it. Uh, you know, basically I need the quiet place and good internet. And of course the other one is for us to all come together and, and come into the unified field. And so creating the field, so the transmission becomes a lot more powerful. So if you give me some feedback, I would really appreciate it, especially about putting, putting a retreat in Sweden. I was thinking about Sedona, Arizona, um, or Sedona, if I do it, it needs to be in September, uh, but Sweden, we have the location and I've done it four or five years in a row. So uh, I can do something that would be like last week of June, something around that mid June, beginning of July. So there's time for us to manage that. So if you give me some feedbacks, I would really appreciate it. I would like to thank you all for being here. Those of you who are viewing this from different platforms, uh, Twitter or Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. I appreciate it. Uh, if you have any questions or you want to communicate with me, the best way is to, if you uh, send me an email. And my email is Zaratustra, in, info, info at Zaratustra.tv. And all my social media pages are Zaratustra 5D. And my website is zaratustra.tv. So feel free to reach out. Again, it's best if you uh, write an email to me. That's the best way because it's hard for me to go through all these platforms. As much as I try to be attentive, it's, uh, it's hard to figure things out and answer back. So this way it's simple. Appreciate for your time and sending you lots of love and light. Just be easy on yourself. Don't beat yourself up and recognize it when you're beating yourself up that it's just a thought. It's a story coming and telling you you're not good enough. You're not worthy enough. 
It's just a thought. There's nothing to be worthy or good for because you're already that. It's already here. It's already yourself. All you have to do is not think. If you don't think, it is Her Majesty is appearing and expressing itself. It's just when you're thinking, separation happens. There is no separation in, when you're not thinking. It's only that with a bunch of images. Seven billion people appearing as images, but they're all one. Then none of them are separated because there is no separation. It's only an idea. Separation is a concept. It's non-existing. It never existed anyway that there is separation. It's only the concept of separation. And that happens because of the mind. The thoughts come and you think you're separated and suffering comes with it. I got somebody send me a couple of messages here. Add Astra. Uh, I don't know what you mean by add Astra. So Astra, okay. To the, to the stars, it means to the stars. To the stars, okay. Mm. Great, thank you. 